Okay, now we can start. We're we can start. Um, numbers. I, I was getting, well, you convinced me that, you know, because usually when a number calls and I don't recognize the number, I just don't answer it. Right. Because that's what you used to tell me. No, well, since I've gotten more involved in my father's care, I was in this habit of always just not answering numbers I didn't recognize. Mm -hmm. And then I get calls all the time and then I don't answer them because I don't recognize the number. And it turns out to be my father's doctor or this or that. So now I just answer everything. So, but you don't have as much going on, really, do That's you? That's not true. Uh, I have people who well, want to call me. <laughs> well, I wasn't saying that there aren't people who want to call you. I was just no, saying you're that, wrong. Well, that dude you just talked to, he obviously okay, wasn't. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Right? Okay. Right. I don't know. I don't, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah. I thought, now, I thought he said my name's Ingrid. Right. You thought he was saying I'm angry. Right. Well, I mean, that's just from where I'm coming from at the moment. He, he did I don't well, think why would he be calling angry. himself Ingrid? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe he was looking for Ingrid. So, you and I took a walk. That was a very nice walk, by the way. I like that park we visited. You and I took a walk recently and ended up doing like an impromptu walk through a cemetery. Right. I want to point out that the park with the pond and all the wildlife was your choice. Right. And then I veered us into the cemetery. Correct. Right. And we did, but one of the fruitful aspects of going into the cemetery was we worked out my epitaph, right? I want to circle back to this. Okay, go ahead. We can circle, do a circle back. back. All right. Um, because you have, now you and my mother have both told me what you want after you die. How is your mom, by the way? She's fine. Okay. And um, you've both told me what you want, you know, done after your death. And I truthfully think both of you are kind of unreasonable with your requests. But you especially, I mean, I feel extraordinarily burdened by your My wishes. And I really think this would be an interesting topic of discussion okay, for the listeners. I, well, the only... The only thing about that is I'm not capable of doing that myself, obviously. Right. So who else am I going well, to Well, why don't you share? Because maybe one of them will volunteer to do it, and I'm, I'll it, be off the okay. hook. Right. All right. Well, as you know, I want to be cremated right. when, I'm, when I die. That's not the... just my way of doing things. That's and not the problematic part. I was going to ask you... I was asking you, to, because I want to go into one of the catacombs in Rome. Mm -hmm. That's where I want my final resting place to be. Yes. For a variety of reasons. Okay. Um, but I wanted you to just like very discreetly dump my ashes into one of those catacombs. And I'm sorry, the what? the catacombs of Calixtus. So when you say discreetly. Right. Is there a particular reason why it needs well, to be it's done illegal. discreetly? Uh, right. Right. Okay. And it is illegal. And have you not seen a lot of. TV, news stories, things like that about legality and process in Italy. Right, but who's going to realize? First of all, you throw the ashes in a, ba in a bag or something, throw it into the luggage and check the luggage. No one's going to question that, right? I don't know. Then you, when you get there... You, when you go to visit the catacombs, you, have, you buy a ticket. I'll, I'll give you the money. I'll make... I don't, it's uh, not about the money. the money in my will. It's not about the money. And then you just, when no one's looking and you're on the tour and they're telling you, oh, well, the earliest popes were buried here, you just open the little baggie and you just pour it up, right? I mean, what's the thing? And then, because you're asking me to violate international law. Well, 
It's, I mean, what about what if I it's get It's not caught? like I'm asking you to carry like four kilos of cocaine and like deal something in, in Italy or no, carry stolen diamonds. No, but I don't want to do anything illegal. Or uh, I don't want to get arrested in Italy. That's like a whole... Stolen goods. You're not going to get arrested. What are they, they, If somebody sees you, they're going to say, what did you do? And you say, oh, I'm sorry. I had this in my pocket and it fell out. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to believe that. You don't think so? No. So you're not going to do this. I'm gonna end up dying in an Italian prison. I just think it's not fair you're, of you to you're ask. You're gonna die in a prison. How long know. do you think they're going to incarcerate? I don't know. Did, I watched all that Amanda Knox stuff, and like they never, they were like never letting her out. But if you go in front of the judge and you explain, people in Italy would be sympathetic. Would they? they? You're sure, they're not know. going to. I hardly think they're going to like drop the gavel, given all the problems they're having, and say, "Oh, you're in prison for life," in in some like penitentiary there. Now what are we looking at in terms of travel? What do you mean? So I have to fly there. Right. And then do I have to do anything else or is it like right there when I get off the plane? It's not, yeah, it's in Rome. You you know, just right. outside the city. I don't have to so take you... any boats or no, 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 anything like that. No, you just like, you can probably sign up for a tour that would go that, go that way. Yeah. And then uh, this way later on. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like for a couple of reasons, because you've never really asked me why I want this. You have to, you've told me this is how you get to the Pleroma or well, something. You, there are a couple of reasons. First of all, because of the past lives I've lived, Right. I would like to just be buried there because that's... Where your past well, corpses have been? Yeah. Laid to rest. Right. And secondly, I'm figuring that if there is this whole Christian thing that there's this resurrection... Mm -hmm. And I feel like on that last day, when every, they they were cleaning up all the thing and sorting it all out, I'll be mixed in with all those saints and martyrs from the earliest days of the church. Well, like when they come through and sweep. Right. Well, they're gonna. You know, you figure like everyone's gonna just rematerialize, right? And I'll just be mixed in with that crowd. Of people, and you know they're not gonna, they like they're going. Somebody's gonna say, "Okay, well, you just step over to that side and just wait. The bus will be right here to take you to the Pleroma to heaven." And uh, I'll be mixed in. Maybe they they're probably not gonna notice, right? Huh. Okay. You don't think that's? I mean, if I'm in some cemetery here, they're gonna say, "Okay, here are all these people. Uh, get them up. Uh, wait a minute, him? No, he's not going. You go over there." And this, I, I just feel like I have a better chance. If okay, I'm alternatively, yeah. we cremate you. Yeah. Put you in one of those containers that you keep your instant coffee in. Yeah. And then you go on the mantle. <laughs> well, that would, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. You don't want that? Well, the, the thing about the coffee, I, I have no objection to. <laughs> it's being on the mantle. Right. Now, what about the tombstone that we're going to erect here? Well, I asked you when we were walking through the cemetery what you wanted written on your tombstone. Yeah. And I think you were like, well, I'm not going to have a tombstone because I'm going to be... You're dumping me in the catacombs well, of places. Why would I need a tombstone? I haven't agreed to that, <laughs> yes. So Look at the money I'm saving you on this end. Those things are expensive. Yeah, but you can still... I think you can still have stones for people if they're not there. Right. But who, why bother? Because I want something to memorialize you. I mean, I guess I could get, like, a park bench. You want a park oh, bench? Oh, no, I hate that, <laughs> really. I No offense to anybody out there who's yeah, done it's just something not your like thing. that. 
It's just not my thing. I don't want somebody sitting on top of my memorial, you know? <laughs> okay. Right? All right, fine. I think the, the stones in Disney are would be a better thing than a park bench. The bricks? Yeah. My mother actually wanted to be uh, buried under one of those bricks. She has a brick. Yeah, she does. But uh, I, she actually said that she lamented that she couldn't be interred under that brick. Well, can, I actually did want to include a discussion about Nana's remains okay, go ahead. as well. Yeah. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about your tombstone. Right. So what's it going to say on it? Well, so we were discussing this. Obviously, your name date of birth, date of death, and then do you want, like, a phrase? Now, actually, interestingly, a lot of the stones that are in cemeteries don't have, like, a... They don't have a phrase. No, I feel like that's something we don't have a sense of humor around that. We culturally talk about it, but we don't actually do it. Well, yeah. I think you should put your Braxton family values line on there. Right, because that we talked about that in a TikTok, didn't we? Yeah, it's time for it to be it's all time, about me. It's time, right. And I think the irony of that, because I never have time for it to be all about me, and I guess that's what it's going to take. Yeah. Yeah, I think the irony of that would be so amusing. So you said you you were down for that. You like yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you should just then have like a little map or something that uh, directs the person to the catacombs in Rome for further information. So I'm going to now announce my international crime. <laughs> I'm not just going to do it discreetly. I'm going to announce that I committed a crime. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. You don't think you're asking a lot here? All right. Maybe I am. You know what? Fine. Put me in the coffee can, and then on the last day uh, when I can't hide amongst the uh, elect and the, those who deserve, uh, fine. I'll just go get my punishment. <laughs> just some someone doesn't accidentally <laughs> make coffee with you. <laughs> and then while I'm being punished for all of eternity, I will uh, think, well, she couldn't just make that one trip to Rome and dump that thing. I mean, if you were clever enough, you could also design a special pair of pants that <laughs> had, like, the bag in the leg on the inside. Uh -huh. And then you just reach in your pocket and you pull on That's a string. And it dispenses And them. it dispenses the... Yeah, now that you probably would get stopped by the authorities because they think it was like cocaine um, or something and the heroin. Why would you want to dispense heroin onto the ground? Well, no, but I mean, if you got stopped uh, like that. I, I'm only thinking because when I was a kid, I had on a pair, I was in France with my parents. Yeah. And I was at the airport in, uh, in Paris. And I had on a pair of pants that had cuffs. Mm -hmm. And as I was going through uh, airport security... The guy from airport security took a scissors and he cut the stitches on my pants and unrolled the cuff mm -hmm. to check inside for drugs or something. I don't know. Yeah. I was a teenager at the time. Send so. him a bill for the pants? No, you didn't. See, at that time, when you went through security, if you were in other countries compared to the way it was in America, mm -hmm. um, because my father traveled a lot. And when I was a kid, you could walk with my dad right down to the jetway and see him off. Yeah. There was nothing that, that approximated the type of security we have today. Right. And, and so traveling in Europe, because I think historically they, they, they were ahead of the curve because they had more problems there, uh, it was shocking uh, and intimidating when you went into an airport and there were people carrying machine guns and, and going through everything and taking this all really seriously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you didn't you didn't say anything. 
I feel like that's still... I still am shocked if I travel and I see people with, like, huge guns. You well, you see that in U.S. airports now. Not, that. I feel like not as much. Really? I, they're there, but I feel like I don't see them very much. Yeah. But, like, when we were in Spain, yeah. I saw those people on the street a lot. I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of scary. All right. We're getting off topic, though. We are. Yes. I want to talk about Nana's remains. Oh, yes. Because... We're to the remains. Yes. Um, what about them? The fight I had with my brother over there? No, I want to talk about um, how, you know, I there was there were some disputes. Right. But um, I wanted to talk about, you know, this fact. I was pretty removed from this, yeah. these disputes, because I wasn't part of it. I was like, you guys do whatever. Um, I'll show up, be supportive, you know, because yeah. that's what I do. Right. I show up and you support. Do. I don't you push do. you my... You don't cause any problems. No. You just show up. Yeah. And you support everyone. I do. Yeah. And so... But you <laughs> described <laughs> to me that, you know, they... The family and Anna always really loved Disney. And they wanted to... Oh, that. Put yes. some of her ashes, bring her ashes, some of her ashes to Disney. Yeah. And... You know, I, when you had said this to me, I said, well, you can't do that. Because people do try to do that a lot, yeah. apparently. Yeah. It's a very, and it is not, that is very frowned upon. They do not like that at Disney. Yeah. But in your telling of, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it wasn't that they were planning to, you know, again, discreetly scatter the ashes. They were going to pitch the whole urn right, into the lagoon. Right. That's what your cousin was suggesting, wasn't it? I don't know. You were the one who relayed the information to me. Yeah, they, they wanted. Yeah, they wanted to just take the urn and then like whip it into the Seven Seas Lagoon. I'm not sure. First of all, there's probably enough air in it that it probably wouldn't sink. I don't think it would. I think it would probably float. <laughs> it, would probably turn up. it would turn up on the beach at the Polynesian Village. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean... Imagine you're some person, like, just trying to relax and enjoy your vacation, and then the urn washes up. Or, or worse, like, you're going by in one of those boats, and that's just at the time my brother throws the urn, and it hits the <laughs> boat. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I... Yeah, she wanted to, as I said, she wanted to go under that brick. She said, right. it's too bad. I can't be... I just, the right idea now. to me of them really just chucking the urn... Well, I looked for that brick, you know, with her name on it. Yeah, I guess you have to have a number. The way to find them is to have a number. Well, because when I went there, she was totally... She bothered me for weeks. <laughs> Make sure you f see my brick. Make sure you see that. And it was like, okay, I'll do my best. But at, as you go into the entrance, yeah, there are thousands of people. There are throngs of people. And I'm looking down on the ground a little bit. And I, you know, just randomly. Yeah. Frederick Wilson... Amy, so-and-so. And it's like, there are thousands of bricks here. How am I going to find this? Yeah. So I, I, when I came home, she, that was the first thing she asked me. No, nothing about how the trip was. And, did you see the brick with my name on it? Uh, yeah, I did. And she must have known immediately, like just from the way I said it. Because <laughs> she said, lie. oh, yeah, you know, my mother, she always, like, she just swore very easily. And she said, you did not, you bastard, you this and that. <laughs> I said, all right, I didn't. You could do that for me. You could. It was it was like I had fallen asleep uh, uh, while she was, in, you know, in her last hours or something. It, it, but it was really. She was very uh, offended. Yeah, she was really mad about it. And I couldn't. 
When I was on the phone with her and she'd be yelling, Mm. she now wouldn't even take a breath. I mean, it would just like streams of stuff would be coming out and it wouldn't even, like she wouldn't stop. And I remember at your house, I'd like put the phone in various places and you would come looking for it. You said, where's the phone? The very best thing you did was you were talking to her and then you (laughs) came back into the room. We were watching TV. You left the room and you came back without the phone. And I said, where's the phone? Are you done talking to Nana? And you said to me, oh, I put her in the refrigerator. She's in the butter uh, uh, thing. And I went out to the refrigerator. To be, I was really young. It doesn't matter. It's still, I'm just you, saying. It was great. This sounds really mean. No, and so I went out to the refrigerator, opened the door, and you could hear her still talking inside the little She never thing. knew. No, she never knew. I picked the butter thing up and uh, took the phone out. And she was still going on and on and on about everything. She never realized it. I, that, that was brilliant. The other I thing like I used to like about mean. her was whenever we'd go over there for the holidays or something, how she'd start to yell at you for dressing because of the way you were dressed. Well, we kind of had a thing like how long is it going to take from the minute I walk in the door for her to tell me I look like a whore. Or I look, yeah, you know, and yeah, it's yeah, like she, Christmas. Yeah. And I'm showing up on Christmas and I'm wearing like a nice dress. You know, I wasn't wearing anything. Yeah. You know, she makes it like I, I showed up in like a bustier. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. It was like I'm wearing my nice Christmas dress and it was like, what are you wearing? Yeah. Well, you I mean, look she, like would be, she would be ticked off just baseline because we'd go see my father first. Yeah, I know. So and, then we'd get... Right. So you weren't going to come in there because you, you would betray her <laughs> by going to see your grandfather on Christmas Day. Which I had no control over. Right. You were the one driving the car. Right, but you were with me, so you were just, you were at fault as well. But then after a while, you would get in her good graces by saying, I didn't want to, Nana. He made me do it. Oh, my it. God. And then she'd be like, that's right. He's the, you know. He's the fucking jerk. Yeah. That's what she would always say. Right, because you committed such a grave crime by giving him 50% of the holiday. <laughs> but you know, I sometimes wonder, like, people marvel at him because he's going through hell now. My father, yeah, with uh, his partner who has dementia, right. And people say, "Well, how can he just sit there and deal with that day and day?" But I mean, I think his like skills were honed by living with my father. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not because saying that he to be wasn't cruel. okay because he wasn't a problematic partner. Oh no, he was. He wasn't a headache. No, he had a lot of his own issues. But I mean, he took off and disappeared. Yeah. And your mother was stuck raising you and your brothers causing problems. Right. Well, I always give my mother her due for that. And then dad came home and it's like he's cool and he's fun and exciting. Right. And then he leaves (laughs) and she has to deal with you. She has to deal with everything. The other thing that my mother had to deal with that was just compounded everything was not only was she raising three kids on her own while he was on these trips all over the world for his job. Yeah. But she had her parents who were not well. Yeah. And so she'd be taking care of everything. I mean, it was. It was a miracle. And, and of course, he'd come home and he'd get off the plane. And, and he had, would have been in uh, Paris and Rome and uh, on board these military vessels in the Mediterranean. And so he'd be bringing back all these souvenirs and all this shit. And you'd think he was, you know, it was like the return of Odysseus. He had traveled the world and been in all these places. And he's showing you all these pictures and everything. You idolize the guy. And she was the one who was home doing all the work. And you, because she was disciplining you and dealing with all the 
you know, making you do your homework and having to go to the school to meet with the teacher when you fucked up. She was the bitch. That's how we felt when we were kids. You know, we didn't, it took a long time to step back and really look at that and realize that we had had this like skewed. Do you feel like you ever got to vocalize that to her? That yeah, like... I did. Yeah, later on in life I did. Yeah. Yeah, she knew that I realized that. But I mean, again, it's that is that the is that you think people would would define that as like a misogynist cultural attitude? That yeah, but I think it also has to. I mean, yes, but also from the standpoint of the child now, because it's like you're a kid, and I mean, if, if the cultural attitude by by which you mean he leaves and she has to take care of everything, and then he gets to come home and act like a jerk to her. And be the hero to the kids. Like, yeah, that is that sort of misogynistic cultural thing. But I think also, like, when you're a kid, the parent who's not disciplining you is the one who's more fun. Yeah, yeah. That's how it was with you. <laughs> I was going to say, let's not go down that path. <laughs> um, Do you think I didn't discipline you enough? I don't think you disciplined me. What was that little face you just made? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you disciplined me at all. Really? Not really. I mean... Very rarely. I think you got you let me get away with way too much. I think you should have disciplined me. Right. In retrospect, I wish you had because I am horrified at the way that I behaved. Well, as a small I think child. I try, I think I overcompensated a lot. You know, I think the fact that your mom and I separated was a factor. Right. And then you, I don't know. How, well, you've spoken about your anxiety stuff. On well, podcast, you let me misbehave. Because you thought, well, she's been through so much and she has all this anger and she needs to express herself. But that's really not right because children need boundaries and they need to be taught healthy ways to express emotions and anger. And if you have it, you allow a child to act out and sort of disrespect you with lawlessness if they're feeling something, that really doesn't pave the way for our healthy emotional expression in the future. Yeah, no, I realize that. So, I've had a lot of, a lot of. You've therapy. had a lot of opportunity to. I'm trying to rewire my yeah. brain. I wish I could rewire my brain. Well, go to therapy. You think a, a 61 year old man can? Yeah, absolutely. Rewire. Yeah, hundred percent. You look at that stuff with the brain. You you can you can. Change your brain. Yeah. This thing where you're like, oh, I'm too old to this or that or that, that's all bullshit. Yeah. Because people people make huge life-changing decisions late in life. You see these people who, I mean, I love those stories of like old, those like older women in their like 80s or 70s who become like models or, right. you know, talent or they go out and they, they have like this whole second life. And I think that's, it actually kind of makes me, that part of it makes me excited to be old. Yeah, no, I know. That, well, I think that's, I think that's a good point because I think that there's this, there is this sense that you have this one shot. Everything in our culture is like so linear in a way. Right. And it's like, okay, well, here's your chance to go to college. Oh, you didn't go to college? Time to go to work. You, you know what I mean? And it's all so rigidly defined. Yeah. We don't like give people any fluidity and it's like, okay, well, you're... How old are you when you go to college? 18, 17? Yeah, 18. You, so now you've got to decide what it is to the tune of like several hundred thousand dollars, what it is you want to commit your life to. Yeah. At that age. 
right? I mean, I'm sure there are people who know exactly what they want to do at that age. Yeah, but, but uh, not I, everybody. Not everybody does, and and so it, it's like there's a, there was this rigidity in all of this linear format, and people should get rid of it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I've been reading that book about Warhol, and he he kept changing gears all the time. Right. So and why can't you? Late in life, he became he wanted to be a runway model, and so he did that, and people were like, like, what are you, what are you doing? You're making a fool of yourself. And he didn't care. He just he wanted to do that. He wanted to become a model. He was in some ads, like for Barney's, wearing clothing for their store, doing runway modeling. Uh, he his next he wanted a model as a woman. Uh, he he was always like exploring and and opening up new new things. And you can say, oh well, he was rich or whatever, and he he could afford to do that. But there was also a lot riding on his image in terms of his level of success. Mm. And he was always willing to take a chance and try to push himself a little further and do something different. So yeah, I mean, I'm totally behind that. So you're saying why don't I do it? Well, because I think that you believe that for everybody else except yourself. Yeah, well, I think it's probably true that it's easy to think of other people doing that and making big changes in their life and not so easy to do it for yourself, right? Yeah, you can do it any day. Yeah, I know. Dye your hair. I do would like, I would like to dye my hair. Make it look purple or something. Yeah, I like blue. You want blue? You have blue hair. You know what the, the problem, problem is with yeah. blue is it turns green. Well, the other problem is, is that it washed out... And stained all of the bathtub. I remember trying to scrub that bathtub clean after you had dyed your hair blue. Yeah, well, hair dye does stain everything, but it also... So, forget your pillowcases and everything. Yeah. But also, the um, blue is one of the harder colors to maintain because it washes out and it like, turns green pretty yeah. easily. So, you'd have to be re-dyeing it a lot. Yeah. But do it. I think you should. So, I think you should... I am wholeheartedly supportive of you. You want to start painting your nails. You want to wear eyeliner. You want to change careers you want to whatever like i support that yeah well, i, I mean, think you me, have a lot i think there's a lot more to life for you like i don't you know oh i feel that way too i don't feel like I, well but sometimes when you talk about just it you're because like well you're i'm talking a 61 about, year old man so i can't do this that or the other thing it's like you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah well i mean just because i'm talking about have my ashes scattered in the catacombs of calixtus that doesn't mean that i'm ready to go I didn't say you were ready still, to go. <laughs> you better not be ready to go. I still have a lot of stuff I want we to do. We have an empire to build. I know. Well, any word on the TikTok stuff? Have we heard anything no. from them? No. That's no, just we're uh, still dead banned. in the water. Yeah. I try, I'm trying to like maybe post a little more to Instagram. Yeah. Kind of try to get something going there, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm good for that. I guess we just have to start working on some content. Kanye came to me in a dream the other oh, night. Oh, he, he did? Yeah, what, what, what and did he have to say? And it's funny because I was sleeping over your house that night and yeah. you, were, you were awake because you woke me up out of the dream. Because you were like in the kitchen or something, and what was part this, of like me, two in the morning? I don't know, and like part of me felt like I needed to tell you about the dream then and there, and I didn't, but it felt so profound to me, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, like, and what was Kanye saying? He told me that I'm settling in my life. You're settling? Yeah, that's what he said. It meaning he wants you to do more. He said that I'm not. He told me that I've given up. I'm giving up on my dreams. Yeah. And I'm settling for a life that's not really what I want. And yeah. that I need to push and hustle and never forget the dream. Well, I think and that's... And he said to go out there and, and, and fight for what I want. I think that's a good message no matter who delivered it. 
right? I mean, so listen to Kanye. Do you think Kanye. it's profound that Kanye showed up in my well, subconscious? Well, you must have some, you must see him as like a uh, cutting edge person or something, right? I mean, one thing about he's it, a complicated person. He's very. Complicated. I have a lot of like mixed feelings about him, but I do appreciate the fact that he goes after the things that he wants. He has this ambition, right? And I, I think that that's an admirable quality. I think that's what fascinates people about him. Him and Elon, it's like the same yeah. kind of thing. It's like this ambition that even if people think you're crazy or whatever, you're going to go out and you're going to do it anyway. And right. I think that's kind of like, as long as it's not, you know something scary yeah well you know I like well, i'm not i'm not talking about like the hitler you know ask people who are gonna like grind and become like terrifying you know dictators or whatever i'm in more just like artistically yeah just want to be clear thank you we sure put up a lot of disclaimers i don't i don't know people get very offended well i hope we haven't offended anybody today i hope not i don't know you know we we're we're, we're people we're with trying. good intentions Maybe. All right, let's uh, wrap this up. Yeah, do you want to go to the studio? Yeah, let's go make some stuff. Let's do it. Make some I'm work of art. That. All right, thank I you. I encourage for... all of our listeners to go and make some artwork or do whatever you're going to do. Have a good day. Bye.